Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. All right. Well, we're going to talk tonight about recharging. We, I think God already started the process, don't you? So we're going to uh, talk about that tonight and you know, if, if you uh, have a battery on the car, how many of you ever, ever went out in the morning to get in your car? And when you get in, you know, you know, it won't, it won't start because the battery's dead. And it won't take, you know, the car won't move. It won't take you forward. It won't do what it's meant to do. Well, in our own life, that's really the way it is sometimes. You know, we get drained um, you know, life and the cares of life and everything that happens can drain us. And then we need to be recharged. And I chose that word, and I think it's a wise word to use, because if you look in the Bible at 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, and you know, when you read 1 Corinthians, you know it talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Well, you know that the gifts of the Holy Spirit did not fade away, right? You know that. We get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then a lot of times we don't hear anything about it, so we just kind of start getting sluggish even in that. But the Bible says when you get plugged into the Spirit and you're Spirit-filled and you begin to speak in other tongues, there's that word, and it might not be fashionable, but we're not trying to be in style. We're trying to be scriptural, aren't we? But the Bible says that when you pray in tongues, there's something that happens to you. It says you edify yourself. And that word edify means to charge like a battery. It means to build up like a house. And so we can understand that uh, when I talk about recharging. We can understand all of us. Now, as we sit here tonight... You know, we may not need to be recharged, so to speak, but I guarantee you as we talk about these things, God will stir some things up in our heart and we'll have a hunger and we'll have a desire um, to be closer to Him, to live more Christ-like. I really believe that. So no matter if you're, you know, some of you are here and you do feel drained, you do feel depleted. And so... We're going to give you some information that will help you. But no matter, you know, you might be in the middle. It's, you know, you're on the verge of going there, but you're not quite there yet. Some of you are full of the Spirit. You're on fire for God and that. But, you know, you can use these scriptures to help you if this ever happens. And for most of us, we can say there are times in our life where it does and we have to get recharged. Can you say amen? All right. I've got some candles in my home. I don't really burn candles where you have to light them anymore. You know what I'm talking about? I'm always concerned that I will leave those candles on when I leave the house or go to bed or something like that. So I don't really use candles like that anymore. I might on a you know dining room table when I'm going to serve a meal or something like that, but that would be really the only time. But I've got these batteries that sit on my mantle. And I've got them around the house, and, you know, they just flicker, and they're so pretty. It looks like a real candle, you know, and I love those things. But every now and then, you know, every so 
often, you know, because it comes on, you preset it and it comes on every night or evening at the same time and then goes off after so many hours. And so after it's um, been, uh, uh, you know, going for a, a month or two months, whatever it is, and then what happens, it be, I can see that flicker begins to diminish. And I can see that I need to do something with the batteries. The batteries don't have the power that they need, and so I have to do something about it. Well, in our life, when our batteries, spiritually speaking, are not charged and not full the way that we need to, I want to tell you some things from the Bible tonight that you can do to change that. Because if our bat our battery is dead on the car, we're gonna re we're gonna charge it, aren't we? We're gonna charge it. My candles, when they get to that point, I'm gonna do something about the batteries. I'm gonna do something about it. So you can do something about what's going on in your life. Amen. Um, one time, we can be on fire for God. A few months later, we can be lethargic, we can be apathetic, we can just be spiritually drained, the word I've been talking about a few minutes ago. So no matter where you are, you will find yourself in this message. Amen. Recharge means to refresh or restore, to revitalize, to revive or restore energy. Sometimes we just, spiritually, we don't have the energy that we need to have. Now, physical en energy will interfere with your spiritual life. It will. You know, when you're not feeling good, it will interfere with your spiritual life, won't it? But I'm talking about spiritual energy for the, the most part tonight. And, you know, when you're not excited, you know, you don't have the enthusiasm that you want ha once had for the Lord, then it's time to do something. It's time to look and it's time to change that. Well, I'm just mature. I'm growing in God. Well, so am I, but I'm not going to be dead. And I'm not going to be... Uh, you know, one that doesn't have enthusiasm for the God, for God. I, I'm going to have enthusiasm because enthusiasm comes from the word that means God in us. So if God is in you, you're going to be enthusiastic, right? And it also, when you talk about recharge, it also means stamina. It gives you something to keep you going when others don't go. Amen. The recharging of the Holy Spirit. Now, God wants us to bounce back from setbacks. He wants to refresh us, and He wants to renew our spiritual vitality, restore joy and enthusiasm to us. Um, so just as I start into this message, let that kind of preface and set where we're going. Now, this message is to give you on information on how to regain momentum and recharge your batteries. And the first way to recharge, the number one way, is you need to ask God to help you. Ask Him to help you. You have not because you ask not. We're not talking about, we don't have a religion and we don't, uh, uh, you know, manufacture all of our needs to be met ourselves. It's God. And we have to understand that He is the vine 
and we are the branches. Isn't that right? The Bible talks about that in the book of John. He said, I am the vine, and the branches draw their strength, their supply, and everything they need from that vine. So we're not talking about self-sufficiency. We're not talking about, you know, some enthusiasm that we manufacture, but we're talking about genuine enthusiasm enthusiasm that comes from the Spirit of God. Jeremiah 33, 3, one of my favorite scriptures, it says, call upon the Lord and I will hear you. I'll answer. Call upon the Lord and I will answer you. And I like the New Living uh, Version. It says, I will show you remarkable secrets that you do not know of. In other words, there's secrets and mysteries that God wants to reveal to his people, but we're not going to get them unless we pray. Prayer is a lifeline. We talk a lot about prayer, but we don't do a lot of praying. I'm going to tell you, it. If you just take a few minutes to sit down in the presence of the Lord, or, you know, I, I walk when I pray many times, <coughs> whatever the case may be, but you get with the Lord and He will charge you up, He will help you, and He'll help you overcome the things that you are dealing with in life. The lack of enthusiasm, the lack of spiritual energy and those kinds of things, but whatever the problem is, it doesn't matter. We call upon God to help us. He answers us, and He reveals these remarkable secrets that He has hidden. Now listen to this. He's not hidden them from us. He's hidden them for us. The world is, doesn't get the secrets and mysteries of God. Even a lot of believers don't get the secrets and mysteries of God if you don't pull aside and draw from the vine. Amen? Expect His help to change you. Expect it to change you. Now, I'm going to tell you, though, if you got a lot of things in your life, you know, uh, what God will say to you, He'll say, I want you to go and get with your spouse, and I want, to apologize, you, I want you to apologize for that nasty attitude or what you said. Or I want you to get with your kids and tell them that you were wrong in losing your temper when you disciplined them. You know, whatever. He may start telling you things like that because he's the vine. He's the wisdom. He's got the answers, and there are things that stand in our way. So he might start telling you some other things too. Just be open to hear him. Amen? And so the first way to recharge your battery then is to ask God to help you. Recognize where you are. Recognize what is going on in your life. You know, in a church and pastoring the way I do, I look around and I see people and I see them in their own fire for God. They're witnessing, they're sharing their faith. They're living a life that people can, you know, it exemplifies Christ, you know, and, and then the next thing you know, they're not excited anymore. And, and see, we see this, you know, they're not excited anymore. They're worn down. They, they're offended. They get mad at God. Whatever the case may be, they get mad at people. And they start living worn down and drained. And if they're not fully, they're on their way to that. And so you got to do something about it. Amen? 
So the second thing I want to talk to you about is read a chapter in the Bible every day. Now, can I say something to you? I'm talking about when you start recharging, because most likely you've let your Bible habits, your prayer habits, and those kind of things wane, and it's not probably what it needs to be. But when I tell you read a chapter a day, I'm talking about turning it to recharge. I, but you don't remain there. You, got, you, you need to be reading more than a chapter a day. I'm talking about starting the recharge process. I want to make that really clear, okay? I think that's important because I'm not saying... Just read one chapter about, uh, in the Bible a day, and then everything's cool. I don't think that. I think you need to read more than that, because God's got a lot to say to us, and we've got lives that need to be spoken into. And so we need to read more than that. But to start the recharge process, let's look at Proverbs. Let's turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter number 4, and verse number 20. Uh, it says, my son, attend or look after my words. Incline your ear into my sayings. And, and what he's really saying is stretch or turn or yield. That's really what he's saying when he says, incline thine ear to my sayings. What are, what are the sayings of God? The Word of God, the Bible, Scripture, whatever, you know, we call it, all those names. My son, attend to my words. Look after my word. Don't forget my word. Don't leave my word behind. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. You know, you got to have the Word of God. The Word of God needs to be in your mind. To, to renew your thinking, to update your thinking, and it needs to be in your heart to because the heart is what God speak where God speaks, and it's where you know direction comes into your life and how you how you need to live and which way you need to go and all of that. The heart that's important. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart. Now listen to this, for they are life. You know what that word life is? Zoe, God's life. The life of God really is what that means. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Life, the Zoe life of God is the word of God. When you're taking it in, when you're reading your Bible, you know, I just sometimes, um, you know how, uh, we, we just had our anniversary, you know, we told you about that. And uh, so we decided we weren't going to go out. We were going to stay at home and we got, you know, what we wanted to prepare for a meal. And I tell you, before we started eating, I was just starving. I was so hungry and, you know, everything smells so good. It looks so good, you know. And sometimes that's the way I do with the Word of God. I just can't wait to dig into it. I can't wait to look into it because God is going to speak to me. He's going to reveal something to me. He's going to talk to me. And so when we're talking about recharging, we have to remember that we've got to get in the book. And you might start small and then it will increase. And then the hunger and the appetite and the desire for God's Word will increase. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, that was one way I knew that I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I just could not get enough of the Word of God. 
And when I would read it, I am not kidding you, it, it, it would just jump out off that page at me. And it was like, really? I mean, you know, do you, when you read your Bible, I'm sure you're like me and you underline things in your Bible. Well, it's like I underlined everything. Everything. Because it was speaking to me. It was resonating. It was directing my life. It was giving me guidelines for life. You want to have a good marriage? Find out what the Bible says about marriage. You want to relate better to people? Then find out what the Bible says about it. You want to be a good church member? Then find out what the Bible says about it. And then I can tell you a few things too. <laughs> Amen. I can. All right. So we've got to, number one, ask God to help us. Number two, read the Bible and do it every day. I like reading Psalms and Proverbs, whatever day it is. You know, and if I can't read, then I just still stay on the day. You know, I might skip a chapter, but I've read Proverbs so many times. You know, it's okay. I'll get back there again the next time. But, but reading Proverbs and Psalms, Psalms is really good. Psalms is really good to keep your heart right before the Lord. It's really good um, as far as, you know, just giving you example of worship and praise and, and keeping you tender before the Lord. So I like to do that. Now, I'm talking about reading a chapter in your Bible today, and there's ways that you can get scriptural teaching and preaching in you without reading the Bible. And I, what I like to do is in my car, um, you know, take something, if somebody teaching me, whether it's a CD or, a, uh, you know, the MP3, whatever it is, you know, have something where somebody is preaching to me. And I like for them to preach faith most of the time. Now, I'll listen to other subjects, obviously. I don't want to be short-sighted in my walk with the Lord. But I'm telling you, so many times I need faith teaching. I need somebody to put something in me that helps me face life and helps me face what I'm facing and tell me things that encourage me and build me up. Do you? Do you need that? So remember that. And, and you know, when you're not, you can't read every moment of the day, but you can get somebody preaching and teaching to you. And, and, Find ways. I, I tell you what, I, I uh, record uh, Sister Aquila Nash. I record her, and so when I'm in my bathroom doing all, you know, if it's a manicure, whatever I need to do, uh, while I'm doing those things, I listen to Sister Aquila, and she's teaching something really good every time I hear her. And so it builds me up and it keeps the Word of God before my eyes and in my heart the way it's talking about here. And it helps me be a better person and a better Christian and, and keep the fire of God in my life. Can you say amen? Okay. Um, then... The third thing is pray in tongues for at least five minutes. Again, this is like what I told you a minute ago. You don't pray in five, for five minutes every day the rest of your life. I'm talking about the recharge process. You pray, start, if you, you've lost that prayer time, 
start back praying in other tongues five minutes a day, and then it'll increase and keep increasing, and then you'll just have to cut it off, and you're not ready to, but you just do it anyway because you got to go on and do the things that you do. Praying in tongues. Now listen, people don't understand that. I didn't understand it. I was brought up in a denomination that they didn't even know that there was a Holy Spirit, and that's you know, they love God and they told you how to be born again. And I'm very thankful for it. My dad uh, was the pastor of the church and he he had some remarkable uh, revelation and God's word, but he didn't know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Neither did anyone that I associated with. And so when I started hearing this, it was foreign to me. And we have a tendency when something is foreign to discount it and say, well, that's not for me. That's good for you, but it's not for me. Well, this Bible, God is no respecter of persons. And he didn't write it for one person or one group. He wrote it for all of us. And if one person needs the equipping to uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. We all need it. We all may not get it. We may not accept it or receive it, but don't say it's not for you because it is for you. I did not know what the power of God was all about. The Bible says when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you become a witness. I had no power to be a witness. As a matter of fact, I probably, you know, took people in the other direction until I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's sad to say, and I, I certainly don't brag about that. I'm not happy about it, but I had, I just didn't have any power in my life. And then I, when I read the Bible through for the first time and all these things began to appear before my eyes, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they all spoke with other tongues. And there were miracles, signs and wonders, and the devil was cast out and the blind, you know, all these things I began to see. Well, it was for me. It took me a little while to get in there. See, people that come into our church, it doesn't have to take as long as it took us, Eddie and myself, because we weren't around it. We didn't know anybody that knew it to teach us. We had to read it, find out, discover it. And then when God called us to pastor, then we began to share it. And now we share it all the time. So you need to pray in tongues. It's very important. 1 Corinthians 14, 4, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself, builds himself up like a house or charges like a battery. Amen? Let's turn to Isaiah 28. Let's see. Isaiah 28. It talks about praying in tongues. Can you believe that in the Old Testament? Now, it doesn't call praying in tongues, but you'll see. Verse number 11, 28, 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. In other words, praying in tongues is a way that God communicates with you. If you read over in um, Romans 8, it talks about there when we pray in the Spirit, we pray the perfect will of God when you're speaking in tongues. Now, there's to speak in tongues and to pray in tongues are really, it's kind of like two-pronged, okay? 
when I talk about pray, pray in tongues, this is not for everybody to hear. This is for you. But then there is a praying that takes place like tonight. You know, we were singing, some of us were singing in tongues. And we were singing here openly in this place. So that was different than me praying in my prayer closet and praying in other tongues. But then, even beyond that, you can pray in tongues for yourself and for other people. And that's where Romans 8 comes in. You pray the perfect will of God. And when you don't know what to pray, I'll pray in English all I need to know, but I know I'm short. I don't know everything. Then the Holy Spirit, Romans 8 says, takes hold together with my spirit to pray God's will concerning whatever I'm bringing before him. Now that's powerful. When I don't know what to pray for, he will pray through me in other tongues and pray out the answer and pray out. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, I don't want to get too complicated here and get too far off subject, but sometimes he will give you the interpretation to what you're praying. Not always, but sometimes he will. So, you know, listen, if he wants to bring to you an interpretation to what you just prayed. He'll, you know, he'll, he'll maybe impress you. You're praying for so-and-so. You're praying about thus and so. You understand what I'm saying? So praying in the Spirit is powerful. With stammering lips, another tongue will he speak to this people to whom he said, this is, listen to this, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. When you need to be recharged, you're weary. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. I tell you what, I don't want that part to be said about me. Yet they would not hear. I give them other tongues. I give them a prayer language to tap into the supernatural power of Almighty God, yet they would not hear. Well, not me. I want to hear. I want to hear. I may not understand it all. But I, I'm pressing in to know more. How about you? Amen. Amen. The fourth thing, now remember, we're talking about recharging. The fourth thing you need to do in the recharging process is be refilled or filled. Many of you are filled. There's some that are not. So you need to be filled or refilled with the Holy Spirit. But I separated out tongues for a reason, because it's so powerful, okay? When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you get your prayer language, and you get the ability to have all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. It open, You don't have them because it's as the Spirit wills, but everybody gets a prayer language. If, and, and I don't have time to get into that, to substantiate that, but it's in the Bible. Everybody that was filled with the Holy Spirit that we have account of, they, there was evidence and uh, clear evidence or it was referred to as you study it and look into it deeper. Amen? Ephesians 5.18. Let's look over there and let's read that. Are you with me tonight? I think you are. I think you're listening. 
Ephesians chapter number 5, 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And the Amplified Bible says, be ever filled with the Spirit. One translation says, be being filled with the Spirit. In other words, you don't get filled and then that's it. It's a continual infilling of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we're continually giving out. We're continually giving out. We're continually walking in situations that drain out of our life. And we need to ever be filled. We need to be being filled. So if you were here tonight, oh, I, that happened to me 50 years ago. Well, that was a great experience, and I'm glad you had it. But be being filled, and just because it happened 50 years ago doesn't mean that you're still full of the Spirit today. I'll not take anything away from the experience, but be being filled with the Spirit. So that's me and that's you. And that's how, when I talk about being recharged, I pull that in here, okay? Now, I, it's really interesting to me. He said, don't be drunk with wine. You know, people get drunk. They go to a party, they drink and they get drunk. They think they're having fun. You know, they get intoxicated to the point where they, you know, they're, they're not thinking right, they're not talking right, they're not walking right, any of that. Well, the Bible, now listen, he talked about being intoxicated with wine and then he turns around and says, but don't be intoxicated with that wine, but be intoxicated with my spirit. Be filled up to overflowing. Wow. Now that's something, isn't it? And so if we get filled with the Holy Spirit, we, you know, we're caught up in the Spirit, we may act a little different and a little strange, mightn't we? Now we don't live that way. We don't go on our job that way. But you know, when we come to the house of God or we're in our prayer closet, and, you know, we can just get caught up with God. We can just get caught up with God. Amen? So we can see then that we need to be continuously filled with the Spirit. Now listen to this. And this tells you how that happens. How do you stay full? Speaking to yourselves. And everybody say this with me. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Let's say it again. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Okay? Would you say that we maybe stepped over into that tonight? We did, didn't we? It was a spiritual. We were singing spiritual songs. And we were not all singing the same song. Now, I was up here, you know... Um, being led by the Holy Spirit, but you were doing some, you were singing in the Spirit. There were some things that you were addressing, but it's really interesting singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So see, here's one of those times. It doesn't matter if you can sing or you can't sing. It doesn't matter. What matters is you're singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And these psalms and hymns and spiritual songs are helping you stay full of the Spirit. I've told you before, God's spoken to me and He said, you've lost your song. And I knew exactly what He meant. And then you, you're not 
in the place where you need to be full of God's Spirit when that happens. But what is a psalm? Well, you've got the book of Psalms. If you don't have a psalm on your own, but God can give you one, but you don't have a psalm on your own, you can use the book of Psalms. I remember when I first got filled with the Holy Spirit and learned these things, I would be reading in the book of Psalm and all of a sudden God would give me a tune to the Psalm. I've got, I've got a little cassette tape, and they're recorded on there. I didn't know anything about it. I'd never heard anybody demonstrate that around me, do anything like that. That came up out of my spirit. I was full of God's spirit, and those songs were coming as I would read psalms. Very important. A psalm and a hymn. What is a hymn? We know what hymns are. We, you know, in our church, we don't have a hymnal. I, I came from a church that had a hymnal. I grew, Eddie and I, when we got married, we were in a church that had a hymnal. But, you know, a lot of those hymns are really good songs. You know, can anybody think of a, a hymn right now? One, a good hymn? The Old Rugged Cross, that's a good one. At the Cross, Victory in Jesus, Power in the Blood, Just As I Am. Think about those songs. Those are hymns. I tell you, every time I hear Just As I Am, I just think about Billy Graham. That's where I rededicated my life to the Lord when he was here in Knoxville. So, you know, and I, every time, just as I am, and you think, well, don't you get tired? No, I never got tired. I still don't get tired of that. Do you? I mean, so psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and again, those are inspired songs, and they can be inspired just on, on the, at the time something's going on in your life. You know, whatever the case may be, but spiritual songs are important. Hymns are important. Psalms are important. Uh, and again, the spiritual songs. So take them into your prayer closet. Well, I just don't do that. Well, try it. Because he said, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's just not what I'm telling you. That's what the Word of God says. Amen. I was just thinking about when the children of Israel, when they came across the Red Sea and got to the other side and those women got their tambourines out and, and they started talking about the horse and the rider thrown into the sea. See, that's what I'm talking about. Maybe you need to start singing about the horse and the rider thrown into the sea in your life. You're going to get to the other side. And then you got something to rejoice about. Amen. In Psalm 150, there's six things that God tells you about praising Him. And I, I'm, I'm not going to read all of it, but I am going to give you these six things. They can show it on the screen up there. We're to praise Him in our corporate services. And if we're embarrassed to praise the Lord, to lift our hands, to sing our songs and rejoice in the Lord, then we are not doing what God wants us to do. And it, it, we need to change that. We don't need to be embarrassed of that. Well, well, what if so-and-so comes into the church? Well, then he just needs to get caught up in what we're doing or be okay with it. 
because we don't change it just so somebody's here. Okay, then angels and saints in heaven praise him. Praise him in the firmament. And then we praise him for what he's done, for who he is, and we praise him with instruments. That's what you guys were doing up there tonight. You were praising the Lord with instruments. And then, now this is really going to get you, and it's far out. Praise him with the dance. I used to love to dance. You know, when I, when I was a teenager, sock hops. They don't have those anymore because there's too many drugs and who knows what else, you know, go on. But at that time, didn't have it. But, you know, I learned that, you know, the, the boogaloo or whatever it was that I was doing, that didn't bring any glory to God. But there is dance that we can do that brings glory to God. And dancing's okay. We don't dance every week. You know, you don't dance maybe all the time, but who knows? Maybe we should dance more. Maybe not so much here, but in, in our worship time, in our praise, in our prayer time. Maybe we should. You take that up with God. I don't, all I know is He says to praise Him with a dance. <laughs> I'm the reporter, okay? All right. Um, there's no way I'm going to finish this tonight, but I'm going to finish this point. Isaiah 40, let's turn over there. Isaiah 40. And verse number 29. See, we're still talking about recharging and, and this particular point, um, you know, that we're on. He says, He gives power to the faint, and to him that has no might, He increases strength. How does this happen? The youth faint, and they get weary, and the young men utterly fall. See, you think young men, you know, they're full of strength, stamina, and they won't fall. But he said, even the young men will fall. But he said this, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be so elderly, you're very elderly. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But they that wait, bind together with a rope. Is really what that means. They, they wait. And who are you binding together with? The Lord in your time of worship. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew, exchange their weakness for His strength and accelerate their strength. And they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run, but they're not going to get weary. And they shall walk, but they're not going to faint. Isn't that wonderful? Stay full of the Spirit, singing to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, worshiping the Lord, waiting upon the Lord, and renewing your strength. Remember tonight, we are talking about recharging your spiritual life. Now, I've given you a number of things. I think, you know what I think? I'm going to tell you what I think. 
I think even as I've been talking here tonight, that God has infused into people things that they need. So I would not leave this place without making the decision if you're on the verge of just being drained spiritually or if you're in the middle of it, then you make a decision that this night you receive from the Lord what you need to reverse that and to turn it around and begin to practice the things. You know, God can tell you some things that I didn't tell you and talk to you tonight, and that's okay. But if, you, if He doesn't, I've given you some that you can use. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.